this thing. Oh, yeah. Living sober, everybody, welcome. What'd you think of that little opening number? Threw that together in about 12 seconds. Okay, kids, we're doing that for you. Listen, the theme for Living Sober is trudge the road to happy destiny. Trudge. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, Intensive Claire increased her fiber intake, took eight ounces of water, and she is now easing down the road instead of trudging down the road. <laughs> Honey, trudge, ease, who cares what we do? We're here tonight, we're sober. Give yourselves a round of applause for coming. How many people is this their first roundup? Are you guys from out of town? Then you're fucking boring and I'm not even gonna talk to you. <laughs> Welcome, we're glad you're here. You're, re <laughs> you're the reason why Living Sober exists. We need new people to come every year to spread the word at how fabulous this, this whole roundup is. Ladies and gentlemen, this was my first roundup that I attended in San Francisco when I moved here and it was just, I saw the Rocky Horror Picture Show that these kids put on. Do you remember that? They did a great job, didn't they? Well, ladies and gentlemen, I wanna say that we have quite the spectacle for you tonight. We have tried something a little different and I think you're going to love it. We have a huge array of talent that recovery has bestowed upon us. These people are brave enough to get up here and show their skills and show their complete and utter God-given talents because they're sober tonight. And I think that that is a gift. Yes, yes. What a great venue to do that and what a lovely, beautiful audience you are to do that in front of. How am I doing? Am I kissing ass enough? All right, all right. So without further ado, what, you, who's kissing me over there? Who's making those kissing noises? I mean, I'm single. You, if you can't tell. Um, <clears throat> so what we're gonna do here is we're gonna, because we, we started a little bit, we started on drag time, ladies and gentlemen. I'm not gonna lie to you about that. We started on drag time. We had a little bit of a makeup crisis backstage. So the lights on me should be low at best, okay? Um, so <laughs> we're gonna go ahead and bring our first act up. It's a band. Uh, we held auditions for Living Sober this year, and these people brought their A-game, and this is no exception to the rule. This band called Strange Ways is, is, is featured Astamao, who is a drag queen here in recovery. She performs at Mascara all the time, donates her time to Mascara. She's actually debuting at the Monster Show next month. So definitely head out to see her at the edge, because she's gonna serve it. And her partner in crime, Greg, Greg wrote this song himself. It is a beautiful piece. I would like you to enjoy Strange Ways. Hello, San Francisco. We are called Strange Ways. And we're so grateful to be playing here tonight at the Western Roundup Living Silver 2017. We have an original for you guys tonight. It goes something like this. I wanna be RuPaul, drag race ready. My brush is set to put on more paint. 
For now I know I got a rocket steady Contour that shit and make those dollar bills rain Oh drag queen Oh drag queen The city smiles when you are my dream Oh drag queen Oh drag queen When I strut my stuff on the catwalk, oh yeah, I sure love it when I hear the voice come whisper and talk. Oh drag queen, don't you know what I mean? Don't you know what I mean? Oh drag queen. She gets on up and puts on her clothes She takes my number and then she goes Wide eye minor on brown version skin Just about the finest one I ever did win Oh drag queen Oh drag queen The city smiles when you are my dream Drag queen, oh drag queen, oh drag queen. You're so sweet when you're acting me, oh drag queen. Huh. You saw us coming there at Stonewall and Compton Scott, here you do. you in the head like a brick out of the blue oh yeah oh drag queen don't you know what i mean don't you know what i mean oh drag queen oh drag queen join me here guys come on, come on. you saw us coming there at Stonewall and Compton Scafteria too. Oh yeah, you saw us coming. Hit you in the head like a brick out of the blue. Oh yeah, oh drag queen. Don't you know what I mean? Don't you know what I mean? Oh drag queen. One last time, guys. Oh, drag queen. You know what I mean? Hello, everybody. We have, yeah, strange ways. Sorry, I was having a sandwich back there. I didn't realize that, that there was a show going on. <laughs> a little self-centered alcoholic that I really am, huh? 
Okay, so we're gonna move right along. So the next performer, she is one of the organizers of this lovely little um, pageant sort of variety show that we put on for you. Her name's April Hamilton, and she is an absolute love. Um, so she last performed at Living Sober back in 2009 as part of the Sober Crew. I don't know if some of you who've been coming for a while have rec remember the Sober Crew. I had a Sober Crew once. Once. I had a Sober Crew. I'm all alone now. Where, oh, where, I'm sorry. <laughs> 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 it's just a little minute there. Um, okay, so she's back here to perform her first spoken word piece since Ladyfest in Atlanta, Georgia, 15 years ago. Okay, kids, this is what I'm talking about. People get sober, people work the program, people get recovered, and they come and they get balls, honey, and they get on this stage. So if that's what you want to do, by all means, come see us after the show, because we'll throw you up here. So she performs two shows daily, uh, one at 7.30 a.m. titled, Hurry Up, You're Going to Be Late for School. And um, a second show at 8.30 p.m. titled, Oh My God, Would You Just Go to Bed? She has two children, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> and without further ado, I give you the lovely April Hamilton. Hi, good evening, everybody. All right, so I'm gonna read a piece I wrote called Up in Smoke. Gotta take the glasses off first though, I'm getting older. All right. I lost my butch a while ago. How long is a while? I can't say. Her disappearance was slow and steady, but still, I wasn't ready. When she finally disappeared in a cloud of smoke. A stanky ass, make me want to puke, skunk weed, yes you can be addicted to it, don't give a shit, you got a card down in Oaksterdam, cloud of motherfucking Mary Jane. I thought she'd always be mine. We were two of a kind, Florida girls, steeped in salt and swamp water, left to drip dry in the scorching hot sand, lulled to sleep by cicadas at night, railing against the heat. Her butch to my femme, her boots to my heels, her 12 steps in step with mine. And then the smoke cleared for about a minute, but she slipped away again down the slick, wet, brown neck of a bottle. And oh, how I cried, and oh, how I moaned. That son of a, be son of a bitch, thief in the night addiction, stole my love from me, stole her from me. Stole her from herself, stole her from the rib cage and shoulder blades of our two small boys, their tears on the page making blurry the words, I am sorry, that she never wrote. And I, 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 I got lost for a minute too. Well, maybe more than a minute. You see, my disease, the disease I own, the disease that often owns me, came straight out the gate, cursing, blaming, raging, you, you, youing. I can't believe you did this to me. How could you do this to our family? My disease, proudly, swiftly, without missing a beat, offered me the spit-signed, rhinestoned crown of the victim. Ooh, shiny. <laughs> my disease, she gave me the Al-Anon salute, handed me a box of six-inch nails and offered to affix me securely to that cross. She brought me a ladder, a step stool, an airplane, and a ski lift and said, what you waiting for, girl? Get on up there. 
I knew I'd be safe up there. Would feel above it all up there. Would be buzzed from the altitude up there. Would have the illusion of control up there. I knew I'd have my friends at my feet down there, bringing me trinkets and flowers and glasses of wine, lighting candles, saying prayers. It was only a matter of time. <laughs> what a bitch, they'd say. What a fuck up, they'd say. Only after they left, when I was left alone, would I realize that that thick, salty sludge dripping on the ground was from my own self-inflicted wounds and that I was the only one bleeding. I took a dip, deep breath in and said, no, just for today, I will not play that way. And I turned it over, but then I kind of forgot to let it go. <laughs> and my first thought, wrong thought, it grew and grew and grew. Grew until it was screaming at me. Don't you know that all of your detaching with loving one day at a timing, letting go and letting godding have left you with nothing? She doesn't give a shit about you. Then I was screaming, I was raging, I was drunk out of my mind on the brand of self-righteousness that only the Al-Anon can truly know. The kind that comes in 40-ounce cans, flip-top six-pack with complimentary refills for life. For life, y'all. You see what I did there? I entertained the thought. The first thought, wrong thought, I entertained it. Well, really, I didn't just entertain it. I bought it flowers, took it out to dinner, brought it home, and let it fuck my brains out. You know what I mean. I was insane again. But then somehow, somewhy, my eyes found the sky and cast out an invisibly silver thread into the night. And the smallest, wisest part of me took a breath and felt the tug of my HP tethering me to my recovery, the only recovery that would save me, that did save me, that does save me. Blessed be for serenity, sanity, recovery, and community. Thank you. Let's give it up for April, everybody. What was that line? Fucked my brains out, you know what I mean. Oh, April, honey, we know what you mean. <laughs> Don't we know what you mean? It was like a page from my diary. That was beautiful. <laughs> She's stunning, and she is organized, and she helped put all this crap together, so I think one more round of applause for Miss April. Absolutely. Moving right along, we have our next act. So what I had people do, all right, I just want you to know, not only to make my job a little bit easier, but to bring out a little bit of the personalities of the people coming onto the stage, I had them write me a little bio. So I did read some of these bios prior to coming out, I can assure you. But did I doctor any of them? No. No, honey, I want you to get the full deal. Whoever said yes, no. We are, we're... <sighs> I may make some vicious commentary afterwards, but I'm going to read them just as they're written, and this one will delight. <laughs> For our next act, not one little lady, but two, Joe and Tommy. Two queens from Queens, New York. I mean, genius here, genius. <laughs> 
wait, wait, are we opening the curtain yet? Okay, great. Um, Joe's a kindergarten teacher, and Tommy's a drug counselor. Show of hands if you guys remember your kindergarten teacher. I'm so, well, you did too many drugs. Show your hands if you remember your drug counselor, your very first drug counselor. Okay, so this is about 90% of the people in the room, myself included. Ladies and gentlemen, why these people are burned into our memories is going to be demonstrated beautifully in front of us tonight. Okay? Both are in 12-step programs. Joe is in Al-Anon, and Tommy is in AA. Go figure. This is Joe's third Living Sober performance. Well, this is Tommy's debut. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, take it away, Joe and Tommy. We'll always be bosom buddies, friends, sisters, and pals. We'll always be bosom buddies. If life should reject you, there's me to protect you. If I say that your tongue is vicious, if I call you uncouth, it's simply that who else but a bosom buddy will sit down and tell you the truth? Again, I'm aware that my candid opinion may sting, though often my frank observation might scald. I've been meaning to tell you for years, you should keep your hair natural like mine. If I kept my hair natural like yours, I'd be bald. But, darling, we'll always be dear companions. My crony. My mate. We'll always be harmonizing. Or for Nanny and Sandy, like Amos and Andy. If I say that your sense of style's as far off as your youth, it's simply that who else but a bird somebody will tell you the whole stinking truth. Each time that a critic has written, your voice is the voice of a frog. Straight to your side to defend you, I rush. You know that I'm there every time that the world makes an unkind remark. When they say Vera Charles is the world's greatest lush, it hurts me. I'm thrilled by the style and wit of each jest that you make. It's bracing to trade quips with my bosom buddy. You Wolcott, you Benchley, you snake. I feel it's my duty to tell you it's time to adjust to your age. You try to be peg of my heart when you're Lady Macbeth. Exactly how old are you, Vera? The truth. How old do you think? I'd say somewhere between 40 and death. But, sweetie, I'll always be Alice Topless if you'll be Gertrude Stein. 
gossiped and gloated, but I'm so devoted. And if I say that sex and guts made you into a star, remember that. Who else but a bosom buddy will tell you Ladies and gentlemen, Tommy and Joe, weren't they something with that kick line? Did you see that kick line at the end in those sensible flats, honey? I could have pulled off that kick line in those flats. Do you think they're going to give me a run for my money next year? They should run for Miss, Miss, Mas Miss Castro Country Club. Isn't that what, don't you think? Weren't they fabulous? They were fabulous. So cute. They're brothers. Okay, a little weird, but who cares? All right, the next performance. <laughs> Kidding. They were wonderful, they looked great, and they gave it their all, and I appreciate them so very much. And they're super helpful backstage with the show, and very dedicated, and they're just lovely people all around. I hope you guys get to know them in your recovery travels. So um, the next number, honey, boys and girls, this number is kind of semi-low-key iconic here in San Francisco, and I, and it, it, it won this queen a pageant called, well, let me, let me read the bio, because, you know, why make shit up when I have it right in front of me? <clears throat> <clears throat> a long time ago. Okay, a year and a half ago. That was, that was in parentheses. Okay, I'm just, I'm just following the script. A chewy old corn tortilla shell, gluten-free, met a freshly cooked ounce of ground beef. They fell in love and had Taco Zamora. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, if this wasn't written, I'm sure I'd get in a whole lot of trouble for saying what I just said. <sighs> Taco has been dancing her way to stardom in the little-known city of San Francisco. How very dare she. She has won the one and only daughter pageant the only daughter pageant, but she won it, kids, and she fucking killed, and she killed it with this number. Okay, we're gonna move on. She was in Chicago, the drag experience with Intensive Claire, that's me, um, and has done Mother at Oasis. You can catch her again next week at Oasis performing as her favorite artist, Janet Jackson, in the Janet versus Michael night. I highly suggest you check this out because she serves it. All right, tonight she and her girls are gonna give you the number that made her a star. That's right, a star, ladies and gentlemen. She wrote a star. <laughs> Some are sicker than others. What can I say? Do you know what I mean? I mean, let's, let's give her her moment, though. Okay, she did write in parentheses a star at least for a few minutes. So, I mean, maybe that was 25 minutes ago, at least. So, ladies and gentlemen, I give you Taco Zamora. You little Italian devils, you want to know about the love? <laughs> 
Saragina will tell you if you want to make a woman happy, you rely on what you were born with because it is in your blood. Be Italian, be Italian, take a chance and try to steal a fiery
Taco Zamora. What did you think, kids? Taco! Taco! Taco, you're not going anywhere, Taco. Get over here. Ladies, ladies, can we come on out to the stage, ladies? Come on now. Come on. Come on. Right? I mean, that's some that's some shit right there. Taco, oh honey, she lost her earring. Oh! Taco, do you want to introduce your ladies for us, please? Yes, yes. Uh, Take the mic, queen. Oh, fuck. All right. Thank you, everyone. This is Leah. Woo! Hi. <laughs> This is Rachel. Rachel, say hi. Rachel, I said Rachel. 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 <laughs> this is. Hi, I'm Beth. Beth. <laughs> and. Gia. Oh, that, that's your name. This whole time I didn't know. <laughs> we just so, improvised this whole <laughs> I just found them last week. I don't know what we're doing. <laughs> okay, we're done with you. You guys, thank you so much for doing this number. Thank you for bringing it to the stage. It's stunning, it's beautiful. You did a fantastic job, what an honor. That was good, I mean I could do that too, but I just choose not to, you know what I mean? All right, are you guys having a good time? Yeah, yeah, it's not bad, right? We're doing okay, we're doing okay. So the next performer, okay, I just wanna intro this one. So he came into our auditions and I'm not gonna lie, I'm a little skeptical sometimes, okay? I am, I know, it's a shocker. It's a shocker. But I said, okay, okay, let's see where this is gonna go. I have no idea where this is gonna go. Honey, by the end, this old, cold-hearted queen was in tears, okay? This is something to behold, and I want you all to just Take it in, because honey, he gives it. So I had him write his little bio too, which <laughs> she's, well, he, I, he, I'm sorry. He's hella courageous, brave, golden, empathetic, caring, learning to do good, and to live a sober life. What more could you want? Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Bryant Mills. Get it. <laughs> <laughs> this song is called The Songs for You. The songs for you Keep your dream alive The songs for you You will survive Life is hard And sometimes Easy, but don't give up. You'll make it through each day, through each day. The song for you. Keep your dream alive. This song. For 
for you You will survive Life is hard And sometimes easy Don't give up You'll make it through each day Through each day Don't you give up No, no Don't give in Don't you give up Don't give in songs for you keep your dream alive the songs for you you will Bryant Mills, everybody. Bryant Mills. Wasn't that something? You know, if I got up this morning and stayed sober through these 24 hours just to hear that, God's pretty good to me today. 
Do you know what I mean? That was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Uh, you should see Jim back there, honey. She's a bad. I mean, if someone could come and do an intervention on poor Jim. She is a puddle. The poor thing. Okay, but I luckily kept it together for you all because that's what I do. I am a professional. I'm really not, honey. This is completely volunteer. <laughs> the next performer, um, I saw, actually, I did not attend this particular mascara show, but I did see it online um, on the face place. And this was something I saw that, again, was so heartfelt and just so beautiful that I asked this performer to come and audition for us so everyone could see it. And it was unanimous. He had to, he had to come on. His name is Scott Rice. Um, he grew up in music and actually is a musician, which you won't doubt after this. He's been writing songs since he was a teenager. His idol is Jimi Hendrix. They were born on the same day. So here he is. He goes by Sold Out. about the thing that has you claiming your seat here tonight. What if you could break up with your addiction? What if you could end it all? What would you say? Would you say anything? I know what I would do. I would look it in the face and say, hey, yo, Crystal. Hey, yo, I sit and I stare at your face with no care. I realize loving you felt like the electric chair and uh, dead all my feelings to the subject to bust. Run over and kill it, hit it with a buck Straight disgust for you and all the other shit we did We went and hid after stealing from my girl and her kids And now it's done, it's finished, the sun is set I had to back my ass up and hit reset Cause I thought I had it but I lost And now I pay the cost to say you don't know what you got until it's gone And all those times that we went through And now it's only you I hope the new life you've got is better suited for you I thought I had it but I lost And now I pay the cost to say you don't know what you got until it's gone and all the times that we went through, I didn't like the view. Trying to say I love you is like falling on my wheel, and I will. Just throw my dreams and my hopes you will kill. Do you feel me? I ain't the man you up and left anymore. I will admit I was sick, but now I'm back and I'm pissed enough. You should leave before I say anymore. This is my life. I live it. Yours dead as this floor. And nah, I ain't trying to stay and get high. I don't want to see you. Goodbye. I thought I had it, but I lost. And now I pay the cost. And say you don't know what you got until it's gone. And all the times that we went through, I didn't like to do. I had to go and get myself with the 12-step crew. I thought I had it, but I lost. And now I pay the cost. And say you don't know what you got until it's gone. And all the times that we went through, I didn't like to do. As I get through the steps, I turn and look no regret. It's the life I once knew, I know you'll never forget. We had a good run, we can say that we tied. It's okay, we can lie, don't have to ask ourselves why, cause now it's over and it's all said and done We had a past, it was fun, feel like my life just begun I'm moving on, never looking back Let my past fade to black, enjoy the rest of this track Cause I thought I had it but I lost And now I pay the cost to say you don't know what you got until it's gone And all those times that we went through, I didn't like the view I had to go and get myself with the 12-step crew I thought I had it but I lost And now I pay the cost to say you don't know what you got until it's gone And all those times that we went through, I didn't like the view Alright, thank you Right, kids? Right? 
sold out. S-O-U-L apostrophe D. Don't forget it. Don't forget that apostrophe D. Ladies and gentlemen, did you see me dancing out there? Wasn't that fierce, huh? Didn't I look like that ant that no one talks to at the weddings? Don't I still? Yeah, I do. Okay, ladies and gentlemen, what we're gonna do is bring our next performer out. He's been a dedicated performer for Mascara for a long time, and he's giving us his time here at Living Sober. Um, <coughs> Tony, he's a high school English teacher who re rediscovered his voice in sobriety. On a recent trip to New York, he scored a ticket to see the Tony Award-winning musical, Dear Evan Hansen. I think that's a little extra for her to say that she got the ticket, but whatever. I mean, we all wanted the goddamn ticket. It sold out until what, 2019? And she's like, I got the ticket, great. <sighs> I feel great, anyway. Moving on. Like, see, I'm sick. I don't know why I'm up here. I don't know why you people, you're never asking me to do this again, that I can guarantee. Anyway, so no, this lovely little nugget, Tony, um, was inspired to sing this song for you tonight. It's from the musical Dear Evan Hansen. It's a beautiful song, You Will Be Found. Crashing through 
when you need a friend to carry you when you're broken on the ground you will be found so let the sun come streaming in you'll reach up and you'll rise again if you only look around you will be Thank you, Claire. Thank you very much. What it's like now, Harshart says. What it's like now. This is what it's like now, ladies and gentlemen. If you would have told me 14 years ago that I would be putting on a dress and coming down to the tenderloin, to, yeah, I would have believed you. Yeah. <laughs> so that leads, speaking of putting on a dress and coming down to the tenderloin, that brings us to our next performer, ladies and gentlemen. Um, this is the bio that she gave me. Do you see that? It's a completely blank page. Yes, so unfortunately, I'm going to have to make some sh up. But you know what? Not with this queen, because she is a legend in San Francisco. Um, she is my drag mother. I don't know if she wants to attest to that tonight, but um, she did birth this queen down in the steamy tropics of Mexico about three years ago, I think it was, and has been a guide and a light for me, um, not only in the drags, but also in recovery. She has an exceptional program. This queen is always at the country club, advice let's be clear about that okay because people come to her because she is a wise wise queen and she knows what she's talking about and she works the program I mean she's crazy as the day is long but so aren't we all do you know what I mean I absolutely love her I consider her a friend and a mentor ladies and gentlemen giving you something very different tonight Miss Poyo Del Mar Oh, for the love of, oh, there we are. 
Hi, Living Sober, how are you? Normally I just stand up here and mouth, that's not my music, bitch, kill it. Normally I just stand up here and mouth the words to some famous person's music, but tonight I'm gonna do something a little different and I, I feel very conspicuous standing up here in front of you. I can see in your faces that you're thinking to yourself, there is no way a classy broad like that's an alcoholic. <laughs> it's true. It's, you know, sometimes I think to myself, like, am I really an alcoholic, though? I question that because let's be clear here. The last four years I was using, I barely had a sip of alcohol. <laughs> and I did that all on my own with crystal meth. And... <laughs> Oh, you guys, I'm so sorry. I forgot to apologize in advance and tell you that there are definitely drugs in my story. <laughs> I figured before the show, I thought, is that okay? And I th said, you know, if you're willing to put drugs in your ass, putting drugs in your story is probably the least of your concern. <laughs> And with that in mind, when later on the, the, the topic of dicks come up in this story, I want you to think back. Well, she puts drugs in this story because she put them in her ass, and I love a dick in my ass, okay? So, all right. You know, when I showed up, you know, you're, I know what you're thinking. I really do. I, I, you're looking at me. And saying to yourself, it's not often that a, that a dame like that walks into the rooms of Alcoholics Anonymous before going to prison. <laughs> and I, that is my story. I made it here before I went off to, well, at least death and, and jails. So, but people often hear my story and they say, you were a high bottom. And I say, I was a very high bottom at every opportunity, okay? <laughs> I, it's the truth. Oh my God. Let me, honey, my ankles have frequent flyer miles. They've been in the air so many times. But I'll tell you, you know, I look at my, the progression of my illness and my addiction, and I think to myself, you know, you got out early. You know, that's why people say that you are a high bottom. I mean, sure, I stayed in an abusive relationship for two years longer than I should have. I lost my job. I, oh God, I got, I became homeless. I contracted HIV, but hey, it could have always been worse, okay? And that's what I remind myself. It could have been worse. There's so many people who didn't even, that didn't even stop them. But I wandered in here and it, I managed to get sober, which is, an, that's a brilliant thing, isn't it, right? And I'm not one of those people who's confused about whether I am or not an alcoholic. Because alcohol put me in some very compromising positions. I think back to my drinking when I was in college, and all I can say is, thank God for legalized abortion. No, 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 it's not what you're thinking. I never had one myself, but one time when I was a junior in college, I went out when I was still exploring my sex. 
like to be in the crowd with y'all. I like to see who I'm talking to. We're getting real intimate. I mean, you are practically in my cervix right now. So, so back when I was in college, I was still exploring my sexuality. And, and I was in this fraternity, and I just had to prove myself. So I went out to the club, and I got very drunk. And I brought home this woman who ironically looks almost exactly like I do right now. It's true. Her, she was a stripper, and her name was Amber. Do the fucking math, okay? So anyway, we got back to my room, and we were hot and heavy. We were, we were making out, and we were, I found myself, I was a little bit over my head. I was intoxicated, and I thought to myself, this was a good idea, but you know how it is with alcohol. It starts out as a good idea, and then you're like, how the hell did I end up in this vagina? <sighs> so... The fact was, we were there, and she, she just finished smoking a cigarette topless out my fraternity house window, which is a true story, and why my fraternity brothers insisted I continue dating her. But we, we progressed over to the fold-out bed, and I said, you know, I, I don't know where this is going. And she said, well, I don't mean to break this to you, but we cannot have sex tonight. Well, needless to say, that was a relief for me, but... I didn't want her to know that. I said, why is that? And she said, because I just had an abortion last week. And I thought to myself, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. I have never been so happy for the loss of an unborn life ever, before or since. But that, of course, did not, did not stop me. You know, I, I will tell you, people often say alcohol is a gateway drug. Marijuana is a gateway drug. After, it took me five years sober to realize what my gateway drug was. Cake. <laughs> Cake is my gateway drug. And I will explain this to you because I see some confused faces. Sweetheart, I know you're not confused. You just look like that, okay? <sighs> Turn around and look. You'll see what I mean. Anyway, so as a child, I was very different, as one might imagine. <sighs> and I never felt like I fit in. Can you relate to this? I know you can because you're a lesbian. So <sighs> you... <sighs> I never fit in, no matter where I went. And girl, we moved everywhere. But no matter where we went, I never found a place to fit in. And the only place, place I found comfort was in fantasy and food. Can anyone else relate to this? Okay, well, I was, I was afraid for a minute, but then I thought, consider where you're at, bitch. Okay, so. <sighs> well, as a child, I just ate voraciously. And later on, as a result of all that, I'd packed on a few unwanted pounds, and by that, I mean 70. And so, as I came out, I discovered, like, okay, I'm supposed to feel out. I'm supposed to feel accepted. But I didn't because I was a plus-size diva then. But I thank God for this personality and charm because it allowed me to survive for a little while, but I still felt very left out as a gay man even then. And so I drank, drank, drank until oblivion. And then there was a group of gentlemen who had never spoken to me in my life. 
And then one day I showed up at the club and they said, you should join us in this bathroom stall. And I did, and it was a love affair with cocaine. That's how it all started. And then I moved to San Francisco and I kicked that cocaine habit to the curb, boom. Be fabulous in the gayest city in the world. And I did. Until Don't admit that. That means you're old as fuck. Oh, Jesus Christ. Anyway, anyway, so I was one day on gay.com. I was at my best friend's house and we were just sitting there and I was bored and he was talking to his attractive husband and I had none. So I was there completely feeling like a third wheel. And I went on gay.com and I was in a chat room like San Francisco M for M for M for M number 18. <laughs> And there was somebody who sent me a picture. He's like, this is what I look like. And I downloaded it, and 30 minutes later, when a picture finally popped up, I said to myself, God, this guy is really attractive. I have to reel it in? Honey, there's nothing subtle about you, bitch. Thank you. I will end it after this story. So... I, he said, why don't you come over and join us? It's my friend's birthday. We're having a party here. And I said, oh my God, that's great. Thank you so much. Will there be cake? <laughs> he said, yes. So I flew across town and I parked and I get there. And when they answered the door, he was stark naked. And I thought that was unusual, but there was cake. <laughs> so I said, where is the cake? And he said, back here. So I, went, I followed him down some long, dark hallway in what I now know to be a tweaker's den. And of course, there was actually no cake, but there were three naked men and a bizarre-looking pipe. Well, that began a new love affair. But the thing about it is this. In sobriety, I've gotten to revisit that relationship with cake. Like, for example, one time, I accidentally went to an OA meeting. I didn't know it was an OA meeting. I thought it was actually a meeting of another fellowship that begins with crystal meth and ends with anonymous. But we don't talk about those things here. I just, they were side by side. And I wandered in and I sat down and I said to myself, excuse me, is there a sweetie at this meeting? <laughs> to tell you that those women were not very accommodating would be an understatement. I said, no problem, girl. There's a vending machine in the hallway. I went out and bought myself a Snickers, enjoyed myself, came back. And they gave me the stink eye so bad. I took two bites of it, and they were just staring. And I said, this is not a, what kind of meeting is this? And the lady said, it's an Overeaters Anonymous meeting. And I thought to myself, once again, cake has got me in trouble. Snacks are my downfall, they're my weakness. In sobriety, even at 13 years, I still find it very hard to resist a $1 sale on carrot cake at the Castro Country Club. Anyway, I was gonna wrap this up with a nice bow, but apparently I was afraid of going too long, but that was not a fear that I should have had. <laughs> Intensive Claire, will you please walk onto the stage without falling? <laughs> It's like quite the feat. Ladies and gentlemen, if you want to hear the rest of Pollo Del Mar's tales and tribulations, you can visit www.craigslist.com.
But aren't we ravishing? That Don't is, we look beautiful for you tonight? I would before you before you inflate her ego. I would like to point out it's .org, bitch. <laughs> Craigslist.org. <laughs> Pollo Del Mar, ladies and gentlemen. Bye, everyone. <laughs> I told you she was crazy. I did. I warned you ahead of time. All right, so moving right along, ladies and gentlemen, we are nearing almost the end of our show. I know you're very sad about that. I am too. But didn't we let you have it tonight? I think we did. Yeah. We're not done with you yet. We have two more num we have two more numbers here that are just going to blow the roof off the place. We have Dina and Powie up next, ladies and gentlemen. This is, and, I, and I'm telling you, I'm reading this directly as written. Dina's 26th appearance at Living Sober. 26. When she stops singing, you'll know she's dead. I have nothing to say to that. <laughs> I'm going to go check a pulse and push this bitch on the stage, okay? favorite program tools and I know I have a lot to be grateful for and one of the things that goes to the top near the top of my gratitude list is where I live this wonderful city where I was born and raised and back around 1960 a couple of gay guys named George Corey and Douglas Cross wrote a song about this place and it goes something like this of Paris seems somehow sadly gay I can't help it folks those are the words <laughs> the glory that was Rome is of another day I've been terribly alone and forgotten in Manhattan I'm going home to my city by the bay. I left my heart in San Francisco. Blue 
Ladies and gentlemen, Bowie on the piano. Ladies and gentlemen, you're looking at living sober royalty here. Dina, give it a strong round of applause for Dina and Powie. Thank you very much. It was beautiful. Absolutely gorgeous. That was absolutely lovely. Ladies and gentlemen, are you ready for our closing number here? Our closing, they're like, we were ready about 45 minutes ago. But <laughs> no, no, we did a great job for you tonight. I know we did. Listen, this next performer, okay, she was another one that blew me away. I never met her before in my life. And then she came to the auditions and slayed the house down. So she has a degree in voice from Boston Conservatory. It's Alyssa, I, I, wow, right? Boston, she's learned at a girl. I'm from Boston. <laughs> Teresa's from Boston. Don't let that give you a representation of what Boston is. <laughs> let Alyssa show you what Boston is, okay? Um, she, <clears throat> she performed at Carnegie Hall, which I was under the impression that's what this was tonight, but... <laughs> Oh well, <laughs> you know, you win some, you lose some here, kids. Um, <clears throat> she sung the national anthem at an NFL game. She's toured Italy singing classical and gospel music. She's performed at multiple venues throughout San Francisco with her previous band and enjoys singing a wide range of styles. Alyssa is excited to be part of Living Sober this year and we are excited to have you, Alyssa. Take it away. Thank you. So not this one. <laughs> but the one we started with a little earlier. How's everyone doing tonight? Yeah, grateful to be here. I'm going to do my own rendition of Summertime this evening with a little bit of a change to the lyrics. So whenever we have that queued up, we're ready to go. I think that's it. to 
Alyssa Stevens, everybody. Did you have a good time tonight? That's our show, ladies and gentlemen. Should we bring some of these people back up on the stage so we can thank them appropriately? Absolutely. Ladies and gentlemen, we have strange ways.